0: what's up everybody you are now tuning in and listening to cedric chris dempsey and justin and we are the men of the year your mama's favorite group of men streaming on all major podcast platforms so please subscribe to men of the year pod for the latest content and leave a positive rating and review and let us know how we're doing Also, follow and like us on Facebook and Instagram at Men of the Year Pod. And if you have questions, suggestions, need advice, or want us to discuss a specific topic, feel free to email us at menoftheyearpod at yahoo.com or shoot us a message on social media. We appreciate you and we thank you for joining us. Let's get to the episode. Men of the Year. Men of the Year. Men of the Year. Men of the Year. Yo, what is up, fellas? What's Dempsey. good? Dempsey, back in the house. Better watch your mouth. How was your birthday, man?
1: It was good, man. Went golfing. Uh, man, it's been a long, been a long year, man.
2: <laughs> man you <laughs> only been golf Half like halfway. a month.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. But just in general, man, it's been, it seems like, yeah, it's been like a month since I've seen you gentlemen. So how have you guys been?
0: Oh man, we're blessed. At least I am. I'm assuming that the other two are, but I I won't speak for them. I'm well. Uh,
2: a little humid. It's a little humid, but not too yes, bad.
0: Yes, it is. Yes,
2: it is. What about you, Justin?
0: I'm good. Yeah, Dempsey looking a little
3: darker too, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. By darker, red.
2: you mean like yeah, lobster red right red. now. Yeah,
3: yeah, but they look red more than dark. Right. Yeah. Okay, I
0: guess that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> Cool, cool.
3: Well, hey, um,
0: Chris and I, we had a conversation, which I know that you guys are completely 100% aware of, but talking about Juneteenth in this last episode. And it is so ironic. It's such a, a huge coincidence that it is now a national and federal holiday. And we were just talking about the importance of it and why it should be celebrated and whatnot. And I just, I think it's pretty cool. But, um, yeah, it's, it came out of nowhere, in my opinion, at least. We we, we literally talked about it. Next thing you know, a couple of days later, it's it's uh, being signed into law. So th- I thought that was pretty cool. Um,
1: it is, it is. Because yeah. you think about it, if if uh, number forty five had still pres- was still president, this would not be happening.
0: I don't, I don't think so. I don't so, think so. Probably. But it would be nice to you know, have a a more of a focus on like voting rights as well. And, Mm -hmm. um,
2: reform, social reform,
0: yep, police reform, um, hate crimes towards African-Americans that stuff needs to be brought to the forefront. So, I mean, it's cool that you don't need a
3: holiday for that.
0: No, you don't need a holiday for that. No, not at all. But I guess Mm -hmm. what I'm saying is, uh, now that this was completed, let's start focusing on, uh, on some of the other, uh, Issues that play the the African American community. So this is the first step. But uh, I actually put work uh, in on it.
3: Too, I just see it as think it was a distraction, bro. This yeah. I, I don't know, man. I got a sour feeling about this holiday, man. Fuck this holiday, because like they only gave it to us to keep us distracted, bro. Like mm-hmm. we we don't want it. Like real black people don't want this holiday. We want police reform. We want like police violence to stop. We don't need a holiday mm-hmm. for that to happen. So like yeah. th- like that's just me, like. If you you don't need a holiday to learn your own history, no, not at all. Like so, mm-hmm. like this is just pointless. This is a way for them to be more making more money. Oh, now we got a June flag uh, June eighteenth flag. Now, now we got all this other stuff for them to keep making money off of us. Where like it was, it's about us having police reform, you know, us feeling safe to walk down the street and stuff like that. I don't need another another holiday for that. So, that's crazy.
0: Well, yeah, and that's uh. That's why I was mentioning. Let's uh let's bring focus and attention to to the other things that uh such as the voting rights and mm-hmm. police reform. Yeah, like you guys yeah. mentioned. Yeah,
1: Definitely
0: I'm just, I just saying, like, like it's
3: it.
0: it, I will say, it though, like, could be seen as a distraction. It could be seen as a distraction. It it is a small step, but let's also shed some light to some of the other you know larger issues that, like I said, plague the the, the black community. What were you gonna say, Chris? I
2: was gonna say I kind of agree with Justin a little bit, like. I wasn't expecting this at all. Like when I brought up the idea of us talking about Juneteenth, like it's talked about a little bit, but like it, it literally came out of nowhere to where I think, like Justin said, it's a distraction for, for, from what needs to actually happen. Like, I think it's fantastic that it's actually finally getting recognized like federally. Uh, and I actually think it's a, it's a bigger thing that should be celebrated for the country rather than something like thanksgiving which is literally built around the genocide of an entire people that was here before any of the colonizers so um <laughs> i think it it's is. inappropriate time i'm glad it happened but i think it's an inappropriate time like justin was saying
3: mm-hmm. and then like, yeah. like lynching is still it's like it's still not even uh, listed as a federal hate crime but we right. got Juneteenth. Yeah, it's, I great, think it's yeah you see what i'm saying yeah Yeah, 47
2: states still it's not considered it's not considered a um a hate crime or it's part of like the the death penalty or whatever that's still allowable in some of the some of the states so it's it's i think it's fucked up
3: Mm -hmm. well yeah that's what i'm saying like just do your research people
0: well uh removing the needle a little bit that's all that matters i believe um but, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. And like I said, it was a it was a huge coincidence that we were talking about that and how it should at least be recognized in, as a part of our American history and American culture. And the next thing you know, it's in the, in the media. But moving on, moving on, Father's Day is right around the corner. And Dempsey, I wanted to see or we wanted to see rather, excuse me, if you would be cool talking about. Your father, because I I think that we all might have met your dad. Yes, your dad is one of the coolest men that I know. And you know, I don't have a father. um, I don't have a father. Others, the others don't have fathers. And I think we just want to, you know. um, I mean, I got a foster dad. You know, foster dad. Well, as far as you know, biological, you know, none of us do. But I, I wanted to. You know, just talk with you and actually ask you the question like, hey, man, uh, what's your what's your relationship dynamic like with your dad? Like I said, we know your father. He's a he's a cool guy, but I wanted to kind of get your your take on your relationship with him and how how you've moved with him, you know, throughout your life.
1: Well, I know, you know, as of right now, you know, especially um, over the last you know, 10 years or so, our our dynamic has been as strong as ever. Um, there's never a dull moment, you know, whenever we hang out, whether it be um, at my parents' house or, you know, if we're out golfing, we're at, you know, B-dubs. Um, there's you know there's never really a dull moment Um, we always enjoy each other's company or if we're talking on the phone you know he always gives the best advice you know if I'm in a rut or you know if I'm just down from from work um, I always feel that I can turn to him if you know something's bothering me Um, but you know if I if we were to go back like you know even 20 years you know like when my 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 sister and brother were around it was a different dynamic but even on that note like i said it it was just it was always that that fatherly that fatherly bond you know and I, mm. that's it's something that i never ever want to take for granted you know at yeah. the end of the day i'm just i'm yeah. glad that he's always here Because, you know, that's something that um, in the back of my mind, if something were to happen to him, I he's my best friend. You know, without Mm -hmm. him, I don't know what I would do.
0: Kind of no guidance if you didn't have your Mm -hmm. father.
1: Yeah, I would be at I'd be at a a big crossroad right there. Like I'd have to make a lot of decisions on my own. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, I'd have you know, my, my brother and sister, I'd have my mom, but I don't feel like some of that advice would be, it would, it would hit as, as, you know, cross to home as it would if my dad was still there, you know, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: it it does.
2: And, and for the listeners out there, you're the baby in the family, aren't you?
1: Just like my dad, actually. Uh-huh. You know, my dad. He he grew up in a family of of ten brothers and sisters. Oof. So yeah, seven uh, brothers and three sisters. Yeah, you know that's can't really beat that these days. That's so a lot of
2: seed. <laughs> that's a lot of seed being planted.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That that is true.
0: Um. Yeah, because when you're the when the when you're the youngest of the family, it's it's a more delicate bond and and relationship that you have, because like with my son, my youngest son, you know, I can't treat him the same way how I treat my my eldest. So you kind of have to move in a certain pattern as you guys progress through through life together. So I guess what would you or how would you describe the relationship dynamic that your father has with both your older brother and your older sister
1: um i wouldn't say that it's that far off you know i i tend to look at it as you know like with their you know the interests that like my my dad has with my brother and then like with what he has with with my sister and then especially like with the, with the careers that they have, you know, mm-hmm. and et cetera, et cetera, especially since, you know, now that they have kids, um, you know, of their own, it's. Um, Grand
2: Papa Dempsey.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. And, um, so, yeah, it's, you know, I've kind of, you know, straight, you know, went astray since, it, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to figure things out, you know, career wise for myself. But yeah, you know, I, and especially since I'm, I'm still here, which, you know, I, I look at it as a good thing, actually, since I'm, you know, closer with him because, you know, just in terms of distance, because since I'm still um, waiting to hear in terms of my, my surgery, which it won't be the surgery just yet. It'll be like the step before that, which I'm hoping to have that done mm-hmm. Um at some point or before the end of the summer actually yeah so i know it makes him feel more at ease so if something were to happen to me then you know he can you know be at my side
0: yeah like lickety split yeah that he could be i will i will that's always a good thing
2: yeah being being with family during like a recovery period or like even even just before like surgery and stuff like that it helps a ton like if i if i didn't have my grandma living in Ann Arbor. Like, I honestly don't know what I would have done with this surgery and everything that I had. Like, <laughs> to be honest, I'd probably just be like, well, no surgery. I'll just, uh, fucking that.
0: Eh. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Yikes. No, no. Um, I appreciate you at least sharing yeah. the the dynamic that you have with, with your father. Um, it's not like yeah. it's a special bond and, watching you two interact is always it's always kind of made me jealous because of the fact he that how strong it yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, like he has a he has a great father. And sometimes his I felt like his dad also kind of took me under his wing a little bit. You know, he will always invite me over. Cause I think your you, both your older siblings went to Michigan State. So we went to went to like basketball games together and went up to your cottage up in Biteley and everything like that. So Yes, I appreciate that. So that is one thing that I kind of envious of a little bit. So.
2: Yeah, so anyway. and I, I was gonna say too, like, do you feel? I mean, obviously, like, barring the whole situation of you getting ready to have surgery and everything, but like, if if that wasn't the case, do you feel like because you do live so close to your dad and you have that bond, that it's it's the thing that's actually keeping you where you're at and keeping you from trying to move on, progress and improve on, on your situation. Cause I know, I mean, we talk about it all the time. You fucking hate your job, man. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't, you haven't gone all postal on anybody there, but like, right. I mean, for, for real though, like, do you think that's been what's actually kept you up, up in big rapids the whole time is, you know, your proximity to your father?
1: A lot of it. Yes. Absolutely. Just knowing that, that he he can be here for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that can be, you know, like 95% of that, you know, is the case because that's I mean, the best way, that's mm-hmm. the best way of putting it.
2: I was going to say, I mean, while we're, while we're on it, I mean, since he is like 95% of the reason that you stay where you're at, you know, barring the whole surgery and everything is to be honest, that that makes more sense than anything, that anyone else could say but uh what is it about your dad that you admire the most like what what do you want to emulate what what do you hope to basically take from from him and potentially use if you ever have kids or anything like just what is the number one thing
1: that's a hard one cuz i mean I'm sure there's a lot <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean and i was just you know i was thinking about that you know he would always make time for us you know when we were um, when we were younger. You know whether it be sporting events. You know because you know my brother sister and I we were all in different sports. So even if it was um, you know with my my brother with football and um, like my sister with soccer and me with soccer as well. Like um, you know he would always be you know trying to he would always make make time for us even with him working. Five days a week, you know, he always made time for us, and that's something that, you know, if I were to have kids, that's something that I would want to emulate as well.
2: I was gonna it's, say to confirm too, like your your dad's profession—he's a professor, right?
1: Correct, correct. So and, you know, that's he just, that's a
2: lot of hours each day, mm-hmm. and all week.
1: Yep. Yep. But for him, you know, he chose not to work, you know, during the summer. That was the one thing that that um, he didn't want to have that, you know, and I think just for for his sake as well. He didn't, you know, he chose to, you know, for for I don't think for um, physical reasons, I think just um, to, to relax and then. Oh, um, yeah. But then he did, once he retired the first time, at least, um, I think, and then I think after about two or three years later, he ended up, or they asked him to come back to be like the like the chairman of the department of um, humanities or whatever Ooh. um yeah yeah did <laughs> that for like a raise yeah that. yeah exactly and um so he did that for like a few months but they ended up um, f- finding his replacement but um getting back to that uh, um interim. okay yeah yeah um he just he he's like um, the epitome of what it means to be you know a, a true family man and I know I, I mm. see that a lot particularly with my brother and so my dad just wants to instill all those family values for for all of us mm-hmm. you know of what it means to be you know well behaved you know good manners as well as um, good work ethics you know making sure you're on time you know, just do the best that you can do. You know, but at the end of the day, you know, he knows that um, if you did your best, really, that's all, that's all that matters.
0: Amen to that.
1: So, like, I know parenthood has its challenges, but uh, so, what do you think
3: the biggest challenge that your dad faced, and then how do you think he that uh, how do you think he overcame them?
1: Well, I know for him, like. Like I mentioned, you know, he was, you know, out of the, the ten um, his siblings and him, he there was only, I believe two of or one other sibling that ended up going to college, like him and my aunt, I believe. So I think for him wanting to make a better life for his, you know, you know us as a family. And um, whether that meant, you know, working, you know, longer hours and be able to be able to achieve that goal, um, you know, to go to college, um, because, you know, at first he went to, I want to say down in Dayton, but he ended up transferring down to um, Kent State. And hmm. you know, mind you, that was when that that uh, infamous Kent, Kent shooting. Oh, the
0: shootings! Yeah, I yeah, Whoa. yeah. Well, I wasn't 19... alive for that, but I'm yeah, never that like, about that like, it. yeah, that was like that was <laughs> like,
1: yeah, that was 1970, like 1971 or something. But um. In any event, yeah, he got his master's degree down there, you know, in music, and then he, you know, arrived here in like 1975 or so, and so yeah, he, you know, worked here for about 40 years or so, and um, but in terms of challenges, you know, that's just what he believed in the most was just working hard, and um, that's just, you know, as far as I know. Yeah.
2: Starting from scratch, building building that, that uh, familial equity or, or generational wealth or whatever,
1: right? Yeah, for the baby boomers. Yeah, I know, just doing, getting that summer job. <laughs> so you could <can> sell <laughs> toothpicks as a
2: baby boomer and be a fucking millionaire.
1: Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. So we pretty much got, I wouldn't say screwed on, on that deal, but... <laughs> right.
0: So I wanted to ask you, actually, maybe not even ask, but like your, your father has three children. I'm sure that a big challenge is to, I guess, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess ha- handle, like wrangle in um, all of those different personalities and cater to each one of you guys, like one on one time. Like as a father right now, one of my biggest challenges is, you know, um, giving my, my boys proper one-on-one time and equal Mm. one-on-one time because they're so different they have i mean the disparity between their personalities is it's it's huge Mm. and trying to i guess navigate that it has been difficult at times i mean but how do you think your father tried dealing with three of them as opposed to two, because like I said, I have two and I struggle with that. But he has three.
2: At least you guys, one of them guys are a all close though, in
0: right? age, so <laughs> yeah. yeah. So all
2: three of them ain't gonna be sitting there beating each other down unless your sister is a badass, you know.
1: Well, you know, like um, my yeah, brother, by the him. way, she she
2: she kicked his ass a couple of times. I could see it.
1: My brother, <laughs> yeah. you know, he'll be forty, you know, in October, and oh, then um, my sister, she just turned uh 38 then you know i i just turned 36 but um obviously you know we we did took a lot of um family uh trips in the past but yeah uh in terms of one-on-one time you know my my dad always made it a point for one-on-one time and just being able to um build structure for each one of us and um so a lot of the times for my dad and I, whether it be going down to Cleveland or, you know, to see my aunt or just being able to um, do things, especially if it was things that he and I enjoyed doing, you know, going to a, mm-hmm. a, a Whitecaps game down in Grand Rapids, you know, golf, just anything that... Um, um, before my, my seizures, uh, you know, before I was diagnosed with epilepsy. But I think once that uh, kicked in, it was a lot uh, harder because he really had to keep an eye on me. And particularly, you know, and I know in that, that one episode that we did, he really had to really uh, focus on me in particular because, you know, mm-hmm. in high school, it was it really was hard because you know he was working for one and even though it was um for him and my mom you know you didn't want to get that phone call and say hey yeah. you know you know your son is having seizures you know can you come to the school or you know wherever i was at so he really had to dedicate his time um but you know getting back at hand um yeah it was just for one-on-one time it was just a, he made it a point to um want to spend as much time as possible but he you know by like probably you know 15 or so he already knew that um you know in terms of my personality as well as it was it was going to be a challenge for at least the next you know 10 years or so you know leading up (laughs) to my uh, Hmm. my surgery but.
2: Oh, I thought you were saying because of your personality, he, he was going to be a challenge. Like you're,
1: you're, oh. you're the
2: type of son that's like, oh yeah, you know, I'm going to be a badass and break uh, all the rules.
1: No, no I was no. like, where's this
2: Dempsey? I need to meet him.
1: No, nah, <laughs> no, that was. Oh,
0: so so Dempsey. Now I know all of. Um. Well, hang on. Let me rephrase this. Now I've seen your dad have some some pretty great moments, but uh, you know, with all fathers, there's there's times where we get extremely pissed off. Are there any times in which uh, you remember that, <laughs> that uh, is it, is had your belt? dad gone hard in the pain on you a fist?
1: <laughs> if this is the the moment that you're that you're referring to. Then... <laughs>
2: oh, said already knows what. Okay.
1: All right, all right. So this was probably about, uh, probably about twenty, twenty-five years ago or so, and um, we were we were getting ready for for school. I want to say it was a Monday, and um, so. Probably about you know like seven fifty or so. My dad had to be you know he had to beat him to work, and obviously he had to get all three of us to school. And um, you know for at, usually on every Friday he let us rent you know some video games whatever. For this one video game in particular, well, come to find out, I had lost the manual. Didn't know what I did with it. And so come Monday, I didn't know where it was. So I'm standing on one side of this um, this little um, hutch or not the hutch, but like a little table. And my dad's freaking out because he's like, Brian, Brian, where's the manu- manual? Because we had to return the video game because otherwise there's going to be like this, um, this fee, whatever. And he pick me up from the the other side of this table because he just, he was legit pissed off. And I know that like, yeah, because I remember yeah, yeah. And I would brought, I would talked to him about it. He doesn't remember it, but I, it's just one of those things that just, it stays with you. And, um, like his blind rage.
3: Not...
1: Yeah, it's just it, I've never really seen him that mad when I was younger. But you know, just now these days, you know, you know we, you know, you, you know, use a lot of profanity and stuff like when we're you know beat ups or whatever. But um, back then, it was like, oh my god, like to see someone, you know, see like the beast come out of you. I tell
2: you, man, your kids to do something like that to you. And
0: like back I feel then, them, I
2: can relate to them now. <laughs> well, back, back then, like <laughs> blockbusters and family videos and all those places where you'd rent the video games, they basically charge you a whole damn video game just because you didn't have the little pamphlet. They did. Like those pamphlets, oh, yeah, yeah I, I mean, it's cool. It gave you some instructions on how to play the game, but it was just more so just like a cool little book that had a lot of fucking words in it that nobody ever fucking looked at. Like okay. how many how many games how many games y'all read that you actually sat down and read that fucking thing?
0: No, never. I mean, it would have to be a pretty interesting video game. Like if it's Street Fighter, I might look into it, you know. Oh yeah, like combo so, moves, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah. if I remember correctly, I think it was like Super Mario All-Stars or something.
2: <laughs> but, ain't no what ain't, ain't no reason to have it.
1: Right, but you think about it, we didn't have the internet. You that didn't is no, true. Was... You just played the fucking game. <laughs> You know, he look, snatched look. your ass up though,
0: <laughs> over the over the table though. Like you gotta have some reach <laughs> to
1: snatch yeah. up a ten year old. Well, that's the thing because you you know where the where the we're that living room that we um, chilled in, right? Yeah. Okay, so when you go into the um, the hallway, instead of turning right, you turn left. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where it was at that it that it took place. <laughs>
0: oh man all right okay okay so so Dempsey your father is now retired Mm -hmm. um how is he enjoying his retirement
1: I'm hoping that (laughs) he doesn't get lured into getting out of retirement again because I keep telling him he's like you're gonna get bored eventually you know just Mm. not doing anything but um I think he's you know Eddie's at this point
0: yeah he's Uh, enjoying it
1: yeah yeah because at this point you know being well he'll be 72 this year and um you know there's really you know you know he's got a pretty much a good pension at this point and um right you know there's you know especially now that we only have um one dog you know since the other one um you know, passed away, you know, so it's not as, as hard on, you know, if we, if they have to go anywhere, you know, they can just um, take the other dog with them. So that's um, just, it's been um, a lot less stress on them. Yeah. Got it. Okay.
2: So is he, is he traveling more too, or is it, is it just like, he just has more downtime at home? Cause I, more, I feel like if if I was sitting at home, having nothing to do even if i didn't have a dog man i would i was going crazy when i was unemployed and i have all this technology and shit so like
0: oh man i would love it
1: yeah i i'm (laughs) i'm weird i think he's still enjoying it but um even though they you know they're like a half hour from here they you know they've still made it a point to not let that um stop them from from coming into town or um, if they do go somewhere it's usually to to see the grandkids you know whether it's um, down in Kalamazoo or you know down in Ohio wherever okay you know especially with my mom you know she she's doing you know like part-time you know work as a pretty much a, a travel guide you know, and that's what she's you know what she's doing right now I can, she's make I, I, some
2: good money too
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. I don't know where where she's at right now, but I think it's somewhere out of state. So
0: Man. <laughs> I appreciate you sharing that story. I laugh every single time that you tell that story. Right. Man,
2: I was I was literally I, I, picturing I was picturing Homer Simpson grabbing Barton, picking him up and just shaking him at the neck.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't expect that from Mr. Dempsey. Like he is such a, a, a chill guy. Like even when he was um because I've had like three or four of his classes back in college, like, I'm like, okay, I got to go take Mr. Dempsey's class because he is my favorite professor. So, um, and and to know that, you know, you're his son, it's kind of like the icing on the cake for the friendship. I'm like, oh man, this is, this is great. So, <laughs> so I, you know, I, I really did admire or do admire the, uh, the relationship that both you and your father, both you and your father have with one another it's, it's very uh it's very genuine you know it's uh, uh and, yeah. and
1: he um he's always made it a a point to make sure that you know i try to make the best uh decisions as possible especially um and to be to be fair you know i've i've i haven't always made the best decisions especially like if i if i were to get a job you know because i I did work at um meyer and right after i i um graduated high school and um i think i worked there for um i think it was from like june i think like worked there for like a month and a half and Mm -hmm. um just for whatever reason i just i didn't feel like working there anymore and then stop going yeah, yeah, and I didn't consult that with my with my my parents, particularly my dad, and um, that didn't sit well with him, and um, he just he let me have it.
2: Snatch and, him um, up or two.
1: Yeah, it, it pretty much just <laughs> consider that like the adult version of that. Mm. Um, you know, he just, and I mean, obviously, you know, he he got over it, and um, but yeah, just. He, you know, he's always made it a point. You know, if you're ever unsure um, whether or not to do something, you know, just just talk to me about it. You know, I'll I'll help you out with it. That's all.
0: And that's what's being a. That's what being a real father is all about. There, like, you don't take days off from fatherhood. Like, availability is one of the best forms of love. Like, and your dad has always made himself available for you. He's always been there for you, even to this day. You're 36. He's still right there around the corner for you. And oh, you that's have
2: his age.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's a
1: uh, I mean, that's extremely important. So yeah, don't like, make, don't make parenting a convenience or an option.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people end up a lot of parents do that. You know, mm-hmm. things are conditional. You know what I mean? So like I said, availability is one of the best forms of love. I might have to trademark that because that's a bar right there. So (laughs) cool, man. Cool. Uh, I I appreciate you uh, sharing the uh, the story uh, about your dad. You know, Father's Day is right around the corner. It's this Sunday. I mean, are you going to do you have anything planned or
1: I will be at work all weekend, actually. But. Monday, um, when I get out of work, we are planning on hitting up the the driving range. Oh, uh, just, okay. Um, but that's you know weather pending. So cause I, you know, up here at least we're supposed to get rain, but who knows? You know, hopefully, you know, God will help us on that. So. <laughs> Gonna piss on your parade. Oh, that's what's up, man. That's up. well. We're getting into
0: the tail end of the episode, so you guys already know what is or what are your pop culture themes of the week? Sound off
1: on them, fellas. Uh, I got Return of the She King by Dead Dance. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Is that
2: another video game song montage nope. thing? N- okay. Nope.
1: Alternative. Oh. Nice. My man is switching it up. <laughs> Justin. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what's are up. We doing, so are we doing songs or the culture thing? I'm confused. Oh,
0: uh, it's the pop culture theme, whatever it yeah, is. Music, songs, sports, I whatever,
2: guess.
3: man. Yeah. whatever. Uh, whatever. I'm just going to stick to the Juneteenth thing. Just like I just want people to really just go out there and like just don't be sheep and really understand what's really going on for us right now. Like I said, just go out there and do your research. I mean, sometimes people dangle a carrot just to distract you. Um, So just do your research.
2: And white people, don't turn this into a fucking Cinco de Mayo. It's not for you. You Celebrate it, but but it it ain't for you. He said Cinco de
0: Mayo. Wow. <laughs> oh,
3: okay. Yeah. Hey, he got a point. He I'm does. Being yeah. He got a point. That's what I'm saying. That's why I feel like this is going to just be a, another, like, commercialized holiday. Like, mm-hmm. now next year there's going to be all this June 18th stuff. And, like, they're just making money off of it, where it's just, like, do you really need a holiday to celebrate, you know, yourself or anything like that? Or, like, it's just – to me, it's just crazy. Like, we're actually. For um, you know, for things to be aware of, like police violence and all this other yeah. stuff, I'm like, so how does the holiday help us out with that? Like that's that's what's that's what's crazy. Why like everyone's all happy about it, and I was just like, like how does that help us out? Like I know you say it's moving the needle forward, but it's really it's moving the needle backward because we're avoiding the issue mm-hmm. of what of what's going on.
2: I mean, the, the whole idea of Juneteenth, too, is to have that full freedom and, and the, the fights that are still going on show that, that we're still far away from that. So I, I definitely yeah, agree I mean, with Justin about the carrot thing.
3: Well, he, yeah. how long have we had Black History Month? Exactly. And nothing's changed. So a day is going to change. We, had, we have a whole month. Now we got another day. Like, how is that going to change? And it's the, the,
2: the shortest situation?
3: month too, so I think yeah. they plan. Like, <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> it's just like, you, like I'm not no woke person or anything like that. It's just like, as I get older, I realize I need to, These are things that you know you should start paying attention to and mm-hmm. stuff like that.
0: You're you're a realist.
3: Yeah, like that's you know, you're real. There's n- nothing wrong with
0: that. I I think just and kind of what Chris and I had explained last week. It just having a conversation. And if you want change, and I mentioned this last week, it has to start with us. It has to start with the family, then that our educational systems, institutions, that's, and then that's how you move the needle. I do like the idea that it is being, you know, the lights being shed on it for awareness. Um, But let's let's see let's see how it goes and let's see what type of change will will come about from it. And I mean, because there's a there's even a lot of Black people who didn't
3: even know about Juneteenth. So, so yeah, it's it's still it's banned. They don't even teach about it in school because it's banned. They don't. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. How is this day helping? (laughs) That's the crazy part. (laughs) We're gonna have this day, but we're not gonna teach our kid about it.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, we're just whitewashing facts, yep. yeah, sweep,
0: <laughs> like legitimately, sweep, like sweep, yeah. sweeping things under the rug. And Justin, you were you were off by a day, man. You're saying it was the 18th.
3: <laughs> oh, well, it's yeah, bro, it was all, yeah, because over here, it's, well, it's different. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so, like, yeah, my bad, <laughs> it's all good, man. Nah, you good? You good?
0: It's all good. Uh, I guess I'll go. Uh, so my pop culture theme of the week will be the episode on Fresh Prince when Will's father came into his life then walked Mm. back out of his life and the entire like the ending of that episode with him and Uncle Phil, man, reduces me to tears every Mm. single time it it really hits home
2: I should not have let you go Did I steal yours? (laughs) Oops! Man, who was it? Who was it? J Cole, I was talking about, like in one of his songs, like Uncle Phil is, you know, the only dad that we ever really knew.
0: Like, Uh, Jake, yeah, J Cole, J Cole, yeah. First things first, rest in peace, Uncle Phil. For real, you the only father that I ever knew. I get my bitch pregnant. I'll
2: be a better you. I'm like, hey, yeah. (laughs) I mean, even even growing up for me, like obviously, like you know, with me being white. Like I never I never really like thought anything of it but like I looked at I looked at Uncle Phil as like a fucking father figure too like man out of all the sitcoms from the 90s like he would be the I mean not to mention the fact that they had fucking money but uh just the way just the way he treated everything like he never let it be a handout he always let it be a learning lesson but he always protected you at the same time like that is the epitome of what I thought a father should be
3: yeah yeah, I missed all, a whole bunch of good shows then, man. Father's <laughs> oh. show, bro. We <laughs> had no, no, I mean, there, there's a lot of good fathers out there. Like, <laughs> like, for me, yeah. I
2: thought I thought Uncle Phil was was great.
0: He's he's the he's the quintessential father figure. Like that's who you want to model yourself after. I think I think it
3: was Bill Cosby, but like right. <laughs> cuz he was way before that and then, like even in his shows like he actually hired people to uh to make sure like psychology like they never painted uh african-americans in the bad light so like this was way before all of them but
2: mm-hmm.
3: yeah that is true that,
0: um, that, that was in the, that was in the 80s in the 90s man <laughs> yeah <laughs> U- uncle phil yeah that's
1: that's just a the
0: shredder <laughs> oh yeah he was yeah. the voice of the shredder back in the 80s um was?
2: Was, yeah.
3: yeah 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 you didn't know that no i don't i don't no.
0: Oh yeah, go go watch one. Just just go watch an episode and you'll you'll pick up on it.
2: Um <laughs> okay. I guess I guess since Cedric stole my thunder.
0: I still your thunder, man. <laughs> he
2: stole my thunder. Um, I'll I'll go. I mean, I don't know if it's pop culture, but uh shout out to uh Erickson and and his teammates and stuff. So for those of you that don't watch uh soccer or football. oh yeah um dude dude dropped down with a heart attack in the middle of a match uh it was actually towards the end of the first half mm-hmm. I was walking back from from one of the one of the ends and uh ball was thrown at him he just collapsed he was pronounced dead for a couple minutes they revived yeah. him and thank thankfully he uh he survived but uh, anyone anyone that watches any type of sport, basketball, hockey, football, doesn't matter. You see somebody go down without any contact, you know something's wrong.
0: Um, yeah, that's bad you know. news right there. Um, yeah.
2: Happy, happy it was uh <laughs> nothing too traumatic, like actual death, you know. Um, but uh yeah.
3: Yeah. like he outran his heart or something. Man. Yeah. Yeah. basically. Well,
2: like so when I was watching, like I actually watched it last time, it was it was fucking crazy. Like they zoomed in on his face, like, not even knowing, like, what was happening. He just – he looked exhausted. I'm like, man, he looks really tired. And then, like, they zoomed out. The guy threw the ball in. It went right to him. And then you just see him, like, just dead drop. Like, yeah. almost like a plank of wood just fall. Mm. Like, it was just – it was fucking
1: That's nuts. scary.
3: That's so yeah. scary. Right? Yeah. Mm. Ooh, yeah. Help as well if you got to take care of yourself. <laughs> yeah.
0: Absolutely on that. Well, cool, fellas. Dempsey, thank you for sharing all those uh, sentiments about your father. I hope (laughs) I hope the two of you have a great Father's Day celebrating on Monday Uh, and going to the to the range to hit a couple. So tell him that the three of us say hi and maybe he wants to listen in on this episode that's dedicated to him. If he doesn't already listen to us. (laughs)
2: <laughs> and we're only the men of the year We your father are. was the man of your life
0: that's right and with that being said we are the men of the year your mama's favorite group of men till next time deuces men of the year men of the year men of the year men of the year